welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine. We're on episode 263. I think I'm getting tired of this Barack Obama gay story. I know I touched upon it a couple of episodes ago, and I was a little trepidatious on even talking about it just because of the paranoia that occurs when you talk about things of of people who are in these elitist positions and you suddenly being disappeared from the earth and uh you know thinking of what's that guy's name from not Dennis Quay the other white guy he's gay and he was accused of just I think it was sexual assault on young men when they were young at the time and now they're older and they Oh my gosh, I can't, oh, anyway, that guy from Succession, oh, this is going to bother me, sorry, hold on, uh, cast sexual assault, not Succession, is it, not Nicholas Braun, what, anyway, I can't remember, and I can't remember the name of the show, but you guys know what I'm talking about, where every time an accuser spoke out of their alleged assault by him, they were mysteriously found dead. And uh, he has since been put off the hook for these allegations, though he has been canceled and taken off of the show that he was on, which I, for some reason, I can't remember the name of the show, but... He has been taken off the taken off the show, and you know you have these people who were courageous enough to speak up and speak out and stand their ground, and they somehow disappeared. And it happened to multiple accusers because they have allegedly he assaulted multiple people, and they all spoke up and they're all dead, surprisingly. So my paranoia when it came to the Barack Obama situation was, ooh, this is a big deal, being that he was our president, he is our former president of the United States, and, you know, he's the first official black president, I guess, right? So it was such a big deal to discuss him possibly being a homosexual. Now... Seeing how this news is becoming more surfaced, I find it to be a bit suspicious. And maybe it's my paranoia again. But something about the fact that Tucker Carlson is interviewing Larry Sinclair, who is the alleged man who had these encounters with Barack Obama, allegedly, many years ago, and during their two-count sexual encounters, they indulged in some crack cocaine. It's just, I think the story is just so salacious, and I don't want to say I don't believe it. Anything could be true, right? But what I don't believe is the fact that you have this story becoming a little bit more mainstream, whereas this rumor of Barack Obama's sexuality was more of a conversation underground. So to now have this green light permission to discuss this on a mainstream level makes me suspicious about what, like what, what do we really know? And is this true? Or is this, is this another distraction yet again, right? Is Michelle really big Mike? You know, I don't know. I don't know um, because the story is so salacious. It is so juicy that I think a lot of people are not even like a lot of I don't know if The View has talked about it. I don't know if other um, like other people who have been such strong supporters of Barack Obama and was crying when he was elected and the 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 grandiose moment that it was i don't know if they're even trying to hear this because it's just too much for one's mind to bear and i think you know that saying 
the truth is stranger than fiction. I feel like this is a great example of that because if this is true, it's just so hard for so many people to wrap their heads around Barack Obama allegedly being gay to for people to even like even understand or comprehend or like there's no way for us to even discuss this. Like it's like uh I'm not touching that. I don't want to talk about it. I want to reserve this image that I have that I had of him and I don't want that to be tainted. And I think that's where a lot of people are. Um, especially I would feel that confidently to say that on behalf of many Caribbean people who saw him as this beacon of light, this beacon of hope here in America, even though like he's not necessarily Caribbean, but you know, a lot of Caribbeans were from my perspective saw him as this like God like figure, like, Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. This is a miracle. And so they put a lot of feeling into him being the president and this, this image that we're so conditioned to, except of him and his wife and this black family, this first black family and their beautiful children. And to now have that be tainted and ripped away from us, it's, it's really hard to grasp. It's just like when, and this, I'm kind of getting dark with this example, but this is the first thing that comes to mind. And I think it's, I think it's relevant, but it's just like if, um, a daughter comes to her mother and says, Uncle Louie raped me. And you're like, what? Not even Uncle Louie. Let's say you're, yeah, I would say Uncle Louie or even like my stepdaddy. So maybe um, the mother's new boyfriend after she have left the the child's father, she's hearing that this man who I love, who I'm in an intimate relationship with. So I'm go let's go with the stepfather situation. Um, or even just father, right? Um, so-and-so raped me and the mother is having a hard time even putting two and two together because it's so crazy of a thought. And though that interaction, that abuse may have been true, like let's say it's true, Let's say it happened. The mother can't even p compute that. So what she says instead, instead of supporting her daughter and um, assuring her that she will protect her better and we will get through this and I'm going to um, leave this man who violated you. Instead of doing that, right, the correct way to respond, she instead says, you asked for it. You wanted it. You tempted him. You're a fast little girl. You're a whore. Get out of my face. I don't believe you. You're a liar. That's what she says instead. And I think, you know, now that I feel like now as you get older, you have an open mind. And not to say that, not to say that 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 type of response is ever acceptable. But I think and what I'm saying is like when you get older, you understand how someone could respond like that. And again, it's not to say that you agree with that response or that you you would respond that way also, right? It's just you could understand how someone could be so, so caught up in the image of how they have painted of a person and to be told that image of that person is a complete lie, it is so hard to grasp. And maybe after a few months or years even, they finally accept the truth. Or maybe they don't at all. Maybe they like to just stay in that la-la land and that's the reality that, reality that they're living in. Like, regardless, we decide what we choose to believe. We decide what truths, what facts, what lies we accept into our reality, and we live accordingly to that. And so when someone is telling you the truth of an experience they had with a loved one of yours whom you trusted, whom you've given your body to, whom you've given access to your finances to, 
whom you you know whom you've given yourself to and to be told oh no he raped me and I'm your daughter you should believe me you should support me it's so hard to even get to that point of turning that image off of that loved one and supporting your child who has been violated. So bringing it back to Barack Obama <laughs> being gay, allegedly. <laughs> I think, uh, I think it's the same connection. I think it's the same reality. And, Though this story is now gaining some legs and you see Larry Sinclair on Tucker Carlson and I'm still a little suspicious about that because I, I swear to God, I thought he was dead. Because I heard about him, I heard about that name years ago and I heard he passed. So I don't know if this is a Mandela effect or maybe I'm getting him confused with somebody else. But I do remember there was another alleged story of Barack Obama in a homosexual relationship with another man whom was connected to the church that he attended in Chicago, who is pastored by this pastor. I believe his name is Jeremiah White, but the, the man whom Barack Obama allegedly had a homosexual affair with, he was the choir director of that church. And he suddenly, and as he was telling his story of his encounters with Barack, he was suddenly found dead, like at gunpoint. And it was just a very suspicious murder. Um, and nothing has been determined as to what was the, the cause, like who did it, right? So I don't know if I'm getting that confused with this, I, but I swear there was reports of Larry Sinclair having been dead by now. So to now suddenly have him resurrect and is on this, this viral interview with Tucker Carlson, it's quite suspicious for me to believe. In my opinion, I like, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too much. Maybe I'm having a Mandela effect. Um, whatever it is, uh, I don't know. But I think I really do believe that he was dead. And uh, we'll see. But now one could question and say, okay, okay, so what, right? Let, let's say he, let's say Barack Obama is really gay. Let's say he is an undercover homosexual and there's some rumors there's some rumors that while he was in office while he was the president and living in the white house he would have arrangements with the secret service meaning they will set up for Barack Obama to have gay men come to the house and he'll have his encounters with them and they'll leave and the reason why Secret Service is now a part of that is because they were able to coordinate that in a secretive way to protect the image of Barack Obama, his family, the White House, etc. So uh, who knows? But that's another that's another example, or that's another um, rumor that has been out along with this salacious story. Now, okay, so now the question is, okay, so what? Right? So what? you know, we live in 2023. Now people are saying there's multiple genders and address me has a plural pronoun and address me at, you know, like we live in such a wacky time right now. If Barack Obama really is a flaming homosexual, so what? The answer to that question is you lied. You lied to the American people we were told a lie for many years. We were told to believe a, a, a like this image of this black family and to now find out that allegedly this is not true and that Michelle is Michelle is really Big Mike and their kids are not really their kids. They're like uh, it's 
it's a slap in the face. It's also another indication that maybe we're being lied to some more about other things, right? So now I feel like this is a bigger, this is a big deal because it's a big deal, period, right? Because it leads to bigger deals. It makes us want to question about what other things have we been lied about? The the moon landing? Can we go there? Hello? 9-11? Osama bin Laden? NASA? <laughs> right, right. But that is like, it, it keeps going and going and going. And now we're questioning the government. Now we're questioning who's in office. Now we're questioning if we should believe anything that has been said to us since we've been born, since we've been here in America. That's why it's a big deal. So when we try to like rub it off and like, okay, cool. Barack Obama's a rainbow now and try to like, no, it's not about being homophobic. It's not about being transphobic. It's not about any of that. It's about the fact that you lie to us and you've been giving us an image that has been false for so many years. What else are you lying about? And it's like, um, yeah, again, with the truth, being stranger than fiction and eyes wide shut type of vibe. It just makes you wonder if anything has been real. It's like being in a relationship with someone and learning one detail about them makes you question everything else about them. Like, dang, was this ever real? You know, so it just makes you question reality. And I just think that at the very least, Don't insult my emotional, don't insult my intelligence, don't insult any part of my intelligence, emotional, mental, like however you want to spin it. Don't insult me by lying to me and consistently doing so and then saying it's not a big deal. Now you're gaslighting me. (sighs) Child. Um, Actor who was accused of... um, Sexual assault canceled on a TV show. Ugh, I don't know if I can find it. Not Danny Madison. I know this is like another good story. Okay, let me see if I can find that one. Okay, child, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it, y'all. <laughs> I can't find it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So it's a big deal because it's a big deal. And we should be concerned. Be- oh, there we go. House of Cards. That's the name of the show. God dang. His name is Kevin Spacey. That's who I've been trying to figure out. That's who I'm talking about, right? So when Kevin Spacey was accused of all that he was accused of, of all the sexual assault and, um, yeah, all of that, he was, his character, I think he, his character got killed off of the show. And he's an amazing actor. I do remember his work. Um, yeah, so he's been he's been acquitted. Um, so yeah, like so, yeah. All of his accusers immediately like died. Kevin Spacey's accusers' deaths. Right, and then one of them, yeah, one of them died by suicide, but it just was suspicious. You know, so there's so many different examples of just one person, out of many, but one person who was very notable, who had accusers speak up and speak out about his alleged assaults against them, and now they're no longer with us. And he's now acquitted. He's now finding another life to to live and I don't know it's just weird so Spacey's first accuser was Anthony Rapp who claimed Spacey made a sexual advance towards him when he was 14 the first allegation came out in October 2017 and since then 
a number of additional men have come forward to say that he sexually harassed or sexually assaulted them. The exact number of men it was known, um, no, the exact number of men is unknown. As it was reported, as it was reported that many members of the House of Cards crew experienced harassment, but it was never disclosed who or how many endured this. Uh, yeah, so a third accuser died on Christmas Day of 2019. Um, Ari Ben, author and ex-husband. Uh, the allegations came a decade after the incident. So he's a man, and he was married to a woman, and allegedly he died from an apparent suicide. No further details have been disclosed as of yet. So now it's like, huh? <laughs> you randomly died because of suicide? Was the was you coming forward with these allegations so much for you to bear that you killed yourself shortly thereafter? Or were you killed and it was made to look like a suicide? Some people are thinking a conspiracy, maybe lurking in the shadows. Absolutely. So Kevin Spacey accuser mysteriously kills themselves. Kevin Spacey releases a video saying to kill people with kindness. So like he will do these tweets or um, just messages in general in which he is being a bit cryptic as if he is the one who made shit happen. Like he handled this scandal. You remember the movie, not the movie, the show Scandal starring Kerry Washington, how they will handle things the way that it needs to be handled in order to promote this specific image of a president or another politician. And that was Kerry Washington's job. That was Olivia Pope's job. That, you know, her job was to clean up the mess and make it look nice. And cleaning cleaning up the mess could look like killing the person who's accusing her client and tainting her client's image. It could look like bribing someone. It could look like sending them off to a whole new land and setting them up and having them sign a NDA and they're in a new name now. Like all of this is um, just another way to to uh, distract us, to have us believe a lie, to have us believe that there is one image of someone when it's really another image. So, child, it's, it's a mess. But now, you know, again, so now with all these people coming forward comfortably, comfortably, now I was like, okay, well, if Joe Budden is talking about Barack Obama comfortably. If Tucker Carlson, and, you know, t- a Tucker, a Candace Owens, that's more expected from their party because it's the Republican Party. And, of course, they, they want to do any news that will slander the, the Democratic Party. That's understandable. But I just feel like the story of Barack Obama being gay and Larry Sinclair having these interactions with him many years ago, it has become more mainstream now that it's just making me wonder what's really going on. So speaking of the fake moon landing, I think there was this video that, uh, okay, yeah, this is video that I came across online of one of the men who was, uh, what happened? He was uh, giving interviews or he was on different, like different interview shows and they would ask him questions like, um, how was it <laughs> landing on the moon? You know, how did you like it? Stuff like that, whatever. And he, he kept on saying it didn't happen. It didn't happen. His name is Buzz Aldrin. And he kept on saying it didn't happen. <laughs> and I want to tell you when this happened. Let's see if I could play that real quick. Because I was just like watching it like, wait, he's literally telling us face to face. that did, did this, did, no. <laughs> Why can't I say the word? Am I having a Mitch McConnell moment? He's saying that it did not happen, okay? But let's go ahead and, and listen to this real quick. To the morning such a long time. Let's do it again. Why has nobody been to the morning such a long time? <laughs> That's not... 
an eight-year-old's question. The little girl asks, <laughs> why hasn't question. anyone been to the moon in such a long time? But I think I know. Because we didn't go there, and, and that's the way it happened. Uh, what was the scariest moment of the journey? Scariest. It didn't happen. <laughs> it could have been scary. Certainly. Hmm? I don't even know what you're talking about. You're referring to something? The, the, the moon, the fake moon landing. Well, I was contacted by NASA. Okay. And they were planning this. this and so now fake this is Stanley Kubrick, who Why? is a famous because it is impossible to documentary. Get to the moon. Okay. Went down and we watched you guys land on the moon. No, which you didn't. Was, no, you didn't. What? Because uh, uh, there wasn't any television. There wasn't anybody taking a picture. You watched animation. So you associated what you saw with. I have very hazy memories. Why has nobody been to. Okay, so these are multiple clips of him saying, We did not land on the moon. This did not happen. <laughs> Yet people are still not letting him, like, they're not taking him by his word. They're, I think they're thinking he's, oh, he's an old man. Let's just learn. Like, they're not taking him seriously. Yet he is literally saying, It did not happen. It did not, listen, it did not happen. Like, he's literally telling us this, and no one, none of these interviewers, at least, are taking, none of them is taking him seriously. So, I think it goes down this whole rabbit hole of what's real and what's not. You know, what have we been told that is true, that is actually true and what have what have we been told that is actually a lie and they've been painting it as truth i was just on a walk for this walkathon that my friend invited me to attend and it was a great event a beautiful event and we was talking one of my friends she was visit she was traveling and she went to amsterdam and uh, she was telling me how she was eating the food there, and she just loved it. It was so good. It made her feel so good and healthy and full and not, like, stuff full. She, she was just, like, was well-fed. And she was saying how the people living in Amsterdam, they're so small. <laughs> like, their bodies are small. They're not – you know how I keep saying big-boned? I really – there are big – big-boned is a thing, I, I promise you. <laughs> It's like, I know it's not scientific, but like some people have bigger bones. I really do. <laughs> these people in Texas, yo, these Texas bred people, these Texans, these white Texans are big bone. I've never seen some big bone. I'm not talking about fat. There's fat and there's big bone. These white people, not all of them, but some of these white people here in Texas are big bone like i've never seen anything like it when i've been when i was living in in massachusetts anyway so she was saying how in amsterdam all the people there are small they're basically well fit the food there and that's because the food there are properly regulated they don't sell toxins they don't sell foods and drinks that contain high fructose corn syrup and when I, while we was on this walk, we picked up a, a drink because they gave, there was like these little stations that they so kindly offered us to grab a drink, a water, whatever they had in the station to keep us hydrated. And so I grabbed this juice and it's a V8. And you know how V8s, I remember the commercials when I was younger, they're, they're um, painted to make us believe that this is a healthy drink right oh it's tomato juice like oh look at all these vegetables in a can and now it's juice you know i remember the commercials for v8 grab a v8 or you've been hit by a v8 something like that it was a catchy saying anyway so um they were um so yeah the v there were v8 juices in um the the cooler and so I'm like, okay, let me grab a V8. I drink a little bit of it. And I'm like, oh, because immediately the packaging, you see the the illustration of fruits. And this one was a tropical V8. So it was a pineapple, mango, I think papaya too. And I'm like, okay, this is a V8. And I just so happened to turn to the back. 
I just so happened to turn to the back and look at the label. And I think it was the first or second. It was no more than the second listed ingredients. And it said high fructose corn syrup. That's what it said. High fructose corn syrup. And for those who may not know what that is and why is, why is it a big deal, is because high fructose corn syrup is an artificial uh, syrup. It's fake. It's lab-created, lab lab-ridden, whatever, and it is a cause of many illnesses and conditions that we experience because of this constant ingredient that's in many of our beverages and many of our like condiments and foods and um it's just it's not get out of here okay it's not something that you want to ingest regularly if at all but you don't want to ingest it too much at least and to have this immediately listed as one of the top two ingredients of this healthy drink quote-unquote it just it just speaks to the fact that here at the United States we're told a lie we're told that the f I don't know what this dog okay where is he going child we're told a lie we're told a lie that the fda regulates and the fda you know cares about our health and these are the people this is the company and that that really tracks our food and make sure that nothing of nothing of anything that is toxic is in our foods and it's like that's a lie. You really have to be meticulous when you go grocery shopping. You really have to be meticulous when you order food. Maybe you shouldn't even order food that much because you're not in control of how they cook. You don't know what's going on in the kitchen. You're not in control of how processed the food is. And typically when you are ordering food, it is more than likely being processed. So... It just makes me wonder, not even wonder, but it just explains how the people in Amsterdam and other areas outside of the U.S. are better looking than us. It's, it's the reason why people in France and people in Italy, they're so small and they could, they could um, eat pasta and bread and still be petite and tiny in their frame. As for us, we eat bread, we have a dad bod, quote unquote, we have a gut, and you don't see that from those who live outside of the United States. So I say all that to say Barack Obama is gay. So let's talk about um, how, <laughs> I don't know, do I want to talk about this one <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the Brickgate situation real quick. Let's talk about that real quick because this is such a stupid story, but I've been seeing it on my timeline for a while, and I do find it hilarious. Uh, when I first heard the story of Brickgate, I was like, what? Like, it just was all so convenient, okay? It was all so convenient to me, and it was convenient because... Why, if if you were allegedly attacked, why is the first thing you do is grab your phone and make this typical societal divide of men and women, particularly black men and black women, and post it on your channel? Like, why, why do that? Why do that? You know, it does make me wonder... Just her, um, what's the word? Her legitimacy when it comes to this alleged attack, right? And, of course, I'm also looking at it from the standpoint of people are so quick, so quick to um, immediately just 
bash the other gender, right? Oh, that's why black men ain't shit. That's why you don't need a man. And that's, it's like, and I'm so aware of the gender divide agenda that has been blaring in our society for quite some time that I'm very cognizant of these certain headlines and these certain news reports because it just makes me wonder, oh, yeah, this is another way for us to hate each other rather than see each other for um, the the powerful beings that we are and unite and come together and, and embrace each other. Instead, we're fighting each other and instead of fighting the government and instead of fighting the, the powers that be, right? We're now mad at this, this invisible group of black men who were not defending the honor of this random black woman who's, and not to be t- Tariq Nasheed about it, but who's not even an FBA. <laughs> this bitch is Somalian. Somalian. So she's talking about these black men. Like, girl, first of all, where are your black men? where's your specific black men? Because there's black men, black men, and then there's your black men. Where are those? (laughs) Those are the men whom you should be referring to. That's just my opinion. Anyway, so this woman has now been exposed for being the liar and the clout chaser that she is. So there's been some recent reports, some recent updates of this Brickgate debacle. And the recent updates are she has a history of of going online and claiming this victimhood story to gain traction and gain money from it and earn a profit from it. So in 2020, so not too long ago, during the height of the pandemic, she came online talking about she was being harassed by the security officer at a dollar store. Now, where are these security officers at the dollar stores? Because the ones that I would attend to um, or tend to from time to time, you know, quickly to pick up some, like, supplies for school or whatever, for, you know, being that I work out of school, sometimes I like to pick up extra things if I need them and whatever. I swear to God, I don't, I don't see any security officers at all. The ones that I will go to, I always see a constant barrage of these baby kids outside. There should be a security officer so we could stop having these damn baby kids walking in and out, stealing things, and looking how they're looking as I'm being a patron of this store. I have yet to see a security officer at a dollar store. Like, what are we talking about? Maybe, But maybe that's a, a geographical thing. Who knows? So anyway, he, uh, so she's claiming, oh, sorry, I have to keep this dog entertained. My apologies, you guys. I know the last couple of episodes, you may have heard him in the background, And I'm hoping this episode, it has improved. So um, I've been giving him this treat. It's like a bully stick, I believe it's called. And for the most part, he's been distracted. But now it's like he's like wanting me to kind of look at him or I don't know what he's trying to do. But I'm trying to like focus. And anyway, let's let's move on. So it's been working for the most part. Anyway, so yeah, I don't see this. I don't know where these security officers are. Okay. I don't know if they exist, but that should have been red flag number one. So she's super dramatic online, creating these videos, saying how she's been harassed, and how she's using the, and I hate to say it's a trend, but at the time it was a trend for many people to come forward and say they were harassed, they were assaulted, they were a victim of sexual misconduct, right? So now she's using that as a bandwagon to jump on and claim this victimhood appearance. And from that, you know, because a lot of people are suckers, a lot of people are suckers, especially if you're a woman who is really good on deceiving others and fairly attractive for at the, at the very least. 
So she earned five. Well, she didn't earn it, right? People gave her. People gave her $5,000. She had a GoFundMe and people donated $5,000 respectively. However, you know, however each individual gave, it resulted to a total of $5,000. And I'm just like, <laughs> I would eat. <laughs> I swear to God, if I wasn't a good person, if I wasn't a good-hearted person, I would be scammer numero one, top scammer. Because what in the world? There's so many people out here, and people are just giving their money. And it's like, see me. (laughs) I need some sponsors for this podcast. But, you know, anyway, I'm still grateful for everything that I have so far. And yada, yada, yada. I'm I'm just making a joke. But the point is... It's just so funny how, you know, there's history, there's apparent history of her clout chasing. So now there's people coming out of the woodwork and who knows if this alleged friend is true, but apparently there's a friend of hers who was on an interview with someone online saying that she does this. She always goes online and creates these false stories to gain traction and to get some money from people. And oftentimes it works. And now people are asking, okay, okay, but what about the 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 bruise, the contusion that's on her face? Explain that. The explanation is let's really look into the fact that a brick hitting the face of a person does not look like the bruise that she's claiming to have from a bl- from a brick. Instead, it has been um, speculated that it was just an allergic reaction. She had an allergic reaction from something and decided to capitalize or victimize herself from this moment, create this viral video. And I don't know, she has since posted a link to support her. But I remember there was a video after the initial video. She's talking about, she was clearly in what seemed like a hospital bed and wearing, she was wearing a scrub or the hospital, the hospital gown. And so I feel like maybe in that video, she probably said, I don't have insurance. If you guys could please click the link in my bio and donate five, $500 each person. Like, I don't know. I don't know how she spent, see, she spun it, but she probably did something like that, you know, something of that sort to gain some sympathy. So there is, there's currency in that, y'all. It's just this world that we're in is so freaking wicked. I just don't understand how to, I don't know. I just think like good people, like people with good hearts, people who don't desire to scam others or, you know, just completely scam and make a make a profit out of lying to you. I don't really, I really don't know, or people who don't desire to like be a part of the Illuminati or, you know, something crazy. I really don't know how we would make on an honest living that is more than just, oh, you know, I have enough money to support my lifestyle and like get by and have money left over from paying bills, whatever. I don't know how an honest person could be a rich person in this world because of how wicked this world is. This world is full of deceit and smoke and mirrors and demonic shit that it really, I don't see how people who are honest can be rich, rich. And I'm saying, and I'm not saying, oh no. And look, yes, $800,000, that's rich. I'm I'm talking about like I'm just I'm I want to go further right in this theory that I'm saying because I really don't see how in this world that we live in how people who are honest can make a shit amount of money it's just it doesn't even it's not I don't think it's possible now as for like making it a good amount of money like a hundred thousand dollars plus I think that is possible for someone to do so, you know, depending on what field you may be working in or how you're making your streams of income and the revenue that you take in. And yeah, like, I do think that's possible, but I just feel like those who like get rich quick 
or those who are in particular industries, whether that's the music industry, um, the, the film industry, right, has an actor or even a producer or whatever, I just don't see how you could be an honest person or someone who's not interested in joining the Illuminati and be successful and have the fame. It's just it's always a caveat to it from what I'm from what I'm realizing. It's just it's really weird. So like this person, for example, you know, Brickgate, she is just an example of a common person and I'm saying common as in she's not a celebrity. She's not even a celebrity adjacent type of person yet. She is doing whatever she can to scam the people into feeling sympathy for her in believing that she has been victimized. And so that is a form of deceit. And so she doesn't fall under the category of an honest person, right? So now Someone like her could probably get far and gain all the riches and glory in this world because this world capitalizes off of that. They capitalize, this world capitalizes off of how well can you lie? How well can you deceit, deceive somebody? So, yeah. <laughs> no, but that ass, I just think it's just very, uh, very uh, interesting and, uh, you know, God bless. And it's, yeah, so her face, it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not in alignment with someone who got hit by a brick, okay? If you look at it, and it's just such an ugly type of, I hate looking at allergic, I hate, I hate any of that. I hate when I get bit by a mosquito and, like, my skin, you know, is inflamed and you see that bump rising. Oh, I hate, it just makes me feel so uncomfortable, so just me happening to come across her face after this alleged attack that she claimed was so disturbing for me to watch and to now realize and learn that it was because of an allergic reaction. I don't know what it was from, though, but according to because she ended up going to the hospital and it's like, girl, you lied. Why would you go to the hospital? Um to get exposed, but apparently, but I don't know how people even got that information because HIPAA laws, right? So <laughs> I don't know, but either way, like say if the hospital or the nurse or whomever came forward and said, uh, it was actually positive for an allergic reaction reaction. Um, regardless, I think because it's just not consistent. It's not consistent with, uh, the attack or how it would look like if you were hit by, like there was no scratches, there was no blood profusely. It was just this big lump on her face. Like it could have been a huge mosquito that bit her and she quickly reacted like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like her face quickly reacted like that. It just, it just was not consistent to what could be a uh, an attack from a brick. Okay, let's really move on. Let's <laughs> And another thing about this brick girl, brick gay girl. No, anyway, so let's talk about Oprah real quick. So, you know, she has been a, uh, was this like supporter and sympathizer of what's going on in Maui, the fires that's been happening in Maui and many people who were displaced, <clears throat> many residents, many natives who were displaced um, from their homes because of the fire and their homes got, got, um, wrecked and they lost everything. Right. So Oprah has been a resident of Maui for many years. She has 2000 acres in Maui. That is her property. <laughs> okay, which is bigger than I got that from the Jimmy Dore show. I like to give credit where credit's due. I was watching a clip from his show and it showed how her land of 2000 acres is much bigger than Central Park. <laughs> Central Park in New York. So to have someone living on a land of 2000 acres 
and she had no damage to her property, as well as many of the other celebrities who happened to have properties in Maui, somehow, mysteriously, their homes were protected. There was no sign of wreckage, of fire coming about on their land. Somehow the fire was like, oh, is that Oprah's house? Let me go around. <laughs> Let me go around. Just so weird. So weird how that how that just happened, right? Anyway, so there's this video of Oprah with The Rock talking about, hey, you know, we just realized we could do so much to help those in need during this natural disaster and what people need the most is money they need money right here right now so we let me just actually let me go ahead and just play this real quick for y'all let me play this real quick because i was like Thanks are y'all kidding in. me thank you for send a donation just click where you see i was in town i would come by and see uh, your set maui this is what oprah says we were so concerned about what was happening in maui that we <laughs> were texting back and forth and I read this article that Dolly Parton had given money in her community, and I said, I think this is the answer. You said, I think that's the answer. I said, I love it. And so we have created the People's Fund of Maui that will put money directly in the hands of the people who need it right now. So if you send a donation, just click where you see below and send a donation. That money is going to go to one of many residents who have been displaced in Maui, we guarantee. That's right, and I know a lot of people out there, as Oprah and I have been finding, are just uh, having a hard time trusting where the money goes, what organizations that I send money to, how can I help. Uh, in this case, the fund that we created with a lot of hard work from a lot of hardworking people yeah. who all care about these people of, of Maui, uh, as Oprah was saying, it is a clean, direct, from you, directly to their hands, and right away with some real immediacy, because as we're finding, as you guys around the world know, with disasters like this, the number one need is money. Is money, is money. In hand. And, and so people being that. able to have their own agency, being able yes. to make decisions for themselves about what they need and what their family needs, that's our goal, is to get that to the people now. And so we appreciate any support that you can give all the people who were calling me and texting me and messaging me and saying, what do I do? What do I do? This is what you do. <laughs> you know. The People's Fund of, of Maui. Maui. <laughs> so what's hilarious about this or what's ironic about this is these two people are worth more than a billion dollars. First, Oprah is already a billionaire on her own, right? And The Rock is worth several hundred of millions of dollars. So if you combine their riches, they have more than enough money to support all of those who are affected directly from the fires of Maui. Yet they're over here on this screen talking about you could donate. Please donate. What can I do? What can I do? Donate. Donate. People need money right now, right now. And then you find, you know what's interesting to me is that they kept, especially Oprah, she kept saying it's clean, it's direct. You could trust the money will go to these residents, to one of the many people here and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, why are you trying to convince us so badly? She kept on repeating how this money will directly support those affected like as if she's trying to convince us of this lie like girl first of all this is going directly to y'all's checkings account okay and whatever lie you trying to say right now is 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 what it is it's a lie you know that like you're trying to paint as if is the truth so i'm just so taken aback by the gall the audacity of these two people here on our screens. And of course you have many people who are just so good hearted, right? Honest people living in America, living wherever. And they're watching this and they're like, oh, I'm going to donate. I need to do something. Right. And here's the thing. You may want to donate, right? You may want to actually support these people and see what you can do. 
And I don't even know where to where to lead you, right? Because there's so much corruption. And not to bring it to Wyclef Jean, I know he was upset when people were accusing him of being corrupt when he was asking for money to send to Haiti during the, the was it the tornadoes or, you know, what took place many years ago when I was an undergrad in Haiti, the earthquake. Yeah, that's what it was, the earthquake. He got really upset and emotional that people thought that he was lying about it and that he was taking the money, even though it resulted that much of the money that was allegedly sent was not received. And a lot of the Haitians who were displaced and, and um, the survivors of family members, they didn't get the money. They, 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 they didn't get the resources that they were told that they were going to get. And the point is, is like, I don't know who to trust. I, and I hate to, I hate to have that mentality. I, I really don't know, but I feel like maybe if you know local people, right? Local people whom you can trust because you know this person, then give that person the money to then send, or if you could send it to them directly yourselves, right? Maybe they have, maybe the person's, or, you know, the families there have been able to have access to internet and um, have created a direct line for them to receive money from those who are far. If there's ways to give money like that, then I would definitely say trust that more than these celebrities who could give their own money. Yet they're asking people like us, the common people, to give our last check when we're doing our best to, to survive in the society that has been in inflation for quite some time. Like, it's hard out here for, like, it's really, it's just laughable to me. It's a, it's a salt, it's an insult to my intelligence again, and it's just, like, a slap in the face. So, Oprah, The Rock, if y'all don't get out of my face... Okay, let's end off with this topic here. So I recently watched this uh, interview of Tyrese on The Breakfast Club. And it was uh, it was a little cringe. I think it finally, it, it ended in, um, it ended on a better note, I would say. But I don't know how genuine it it ended. Like, I don't know if they really squashed whatever beef that they were holding on to against each other. But as I was watching the interview, it just made me feel very sorry. <laughs> like, I felt sorry for Tyrese. I really did. Uh, okay, so Tyrese, as you guys may remember, a few years ago, he was kind of going through it publicly. He would post these very strange videos online one of which he said what more do you want from me and you know many of us including myself I'll be honest here and say I did make a little jokey joke about that and even recently I made a joke about that to my cousin I was like what more do you want from me like I'm I mean that's just funny though come on come on come on come on it's a little funny it's a little funny anyway we have learned that the reason why he was acting the way that he was acting was he was prescribed this type of prescription, this type of uh, drug that starts with the R, Roxillian, something like that. And these were the side effects that he experienced while on this drug. The delusions, the paranoia, the, the manic states that he, were, that he was in. He, that's what he experienced. And so when he was prescribed this prescription by a doctor in America, right? And so I'm saying that I'm making that emphasis because you have these doctors giving us medicines, thinking that this will help with this and this with that. Yet we figure out that it's actually hurting us and it's helping us. It's actually doing us much more harm than you're recognizing. So 
Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so you see that a lot. Like, I remember when my dad was, he was kind of off his rocker um, a few years ago. And I, he doesn't listen to this. But anyway, it was a scary time because he was given this medicine by the doctor to help him through his recovery from COVID at the time. And the medicine, it was like a type of steroid and it led to him being delusional. He was having these paranoias. He was seeing spirits and you could see the black in his eye. Like it was not my dad. It was very, very scary. And it, it took a little while, not too long, but it took, um, enough. Hey, sorry. I don't know what he's trying to do, but I'm trying to make sure he doesn't pee inside on my carpet. <clears throat> anyway, so He's trying to, um, yeah, it took a little while, but not too long, but he, um, eventually he, he got back to right, got, got back right to himself. The point is you have these medicines, these prescriptions of, um, you know, that's given to us and we're experiencing so many side effects that we don't know like what the cause is. We don't realize how much is hurting us. So that's what Tyree's experienced. And he said once he put two and two together, he stopped taking it. And it took a, it took a couple of months for it to be rid of from his system. So that resulted into a lot of torn relationships that he had. Because apparently, you know, of course, when you're on, when you're not in your right, um, right state of mind, you're, of course you're not showing up as your, has your normal self and him not being his normal self. He was acting a little crazy, you know, sorry to say, use that word, but he was acting crazy. Um, and DJ Envy didn't like it. He was uncomfortable with it because apparently during that time he was speaking crazy to his, to DJ, to DJ Envy's wife. And he was, um, just, it, it was a, it was a weird time. So instead of DJ Envy reaching out and, and being a support system for him, he blocked him. He, he, um, hey, oh, good. Okay. He was playing with his bully stick. Okay. I'm sorry. I couldn't tell. He blocked him and he, um, he was, he completely disconnected from him. He just got rid of him immediately and Tyrese had a problem with that. He was like, it was, he thinks that it was pretty convenient for him to not be there for him when Tyrese, he was there for DJ Envy when he was having a hard time. So Tyrese showed up very, um, very significantly in DJ Envy's life while DJ Envy was going through a hard time, a rough patch in his marriage Tyrese showed up for them as a support system and really was one of the reasons why they survived that rough patch. And Tyrese just felt slighted like, dang, when I was going through a hard time, you was nowhere to be found. Like, where was my friend then? Where was the friendship in reciprocation? So they had a really hard conversation during this interview and Initially, DJ Envy was very um, defensive, like, nah, I don't, I don't F with that. I had to disconnect. I didn't respect you, and you wasn't, uh, you know, you didn't practice what you preach. And it was like, he, this man had a mental health breakdown. You know, we talk a lot about, again, with these, like, we talk a lot about these mental health, and we care about mental wellness, yet you got Charlemagne over here always talking about mental health awareness and how he suffers from anxiety and depression and how he's really big on mental health awareness, yada, yada, yada. Yet when your brother Tyrese, you know, is, was in need of your mental health awareness hat to, to be worn. Where was that? Where was that? Y'all didn't support him at all. So I just thought it was an interesting interview it was definitely it was definitely cringe worthy. I still appreciate how Tyree showed up in that moment. Like he could have, he still stood strong in the fact that hey, I really wish my friend would have been there for me, and I do recognize how 
during that time, I didn't say things that were right or I, I didn't act or behave correctly. But he made the point that he made it clear that, hey, I don't remember. I was not in my right mind. Like my mental capacity was was completely off. Like that wasn't me. I really don't remember what I said or what I did. But whatever I did, whatever I said, I apologize. I'll still go on my apology tour and apologize to you for whatever was done by me. But please make please make it clear. Please make please make sure that you understand that I was not doing so or acting according to who I really am. And I think that was just hard for DJ Envy to understand at first. Um, and eventually, uh, towards the end of the video, towards the end of the interview, you see DJ Envy, uh, he apologized for not being there. And it seemed that like they kind of wrapped it up on a good note, which was good. But it just, it was sad to watch because of how defensive DJ Envy was initially and how it seemed like he was not going to even recognize his fault. Because I do think DJ Envy was at fault for not being the friend that Tyrese was to him in return. So anyway, go check that out. I thought that was a very interesting interview. And it really speaks to the hypocrisy when we talk about mental health awareness and how we care about mental health and mental health matters and yada, 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 yet when someone's literally having a mental health breakdown in front of you, you run, you, you, someone whom you're close with. Let's, let's consider it that. Cause I understand how there are different times when you have to kind of walk away from someone, from a stranger, let's say that for your well being, Right. But if it's, if it's a friend of yours, someone whom you've had a close relationship with, at the very least show up in a way that makes sense. Right. And you don't have to put yourself in danger, but you can coordinate something to help support that person to not get into any trouble and just be the friend that you can be in that moment. And that could require setting up psychiatric care. That's holistic because that could actually result into some more (laughs) uh, bad prescriptions. Anyway, you all, I'll end it here. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every listen, and I will check in with you all next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. If you liked it, leave a review, share, and subscribe. God bless.